Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Atlas Lady, who says, My boyfriend's 26 male optimism and immaturity almost destroyed me, 25 female financially. I cut him off, and now he feels abandoned. Is there any hope he'll grow up or am I being the immature optimist now? My boyfriend and I started dating in July of 2014. He's the biggest optimist in the world and lived a pretty cushy life as the only child of divorced parents. We both lived separately and had jobs that covered all our bills and then some. He bought an expensive sports car, gaming computer and purebred dog. Important later. He was in school while I had graduated a year before and started work as my first big kid job. Life was great and the first six months were some of the happiest times of my life. The first week of January 2015, he was wrongfully terminated from his job. A new supervisor was on the warpath to replace everyone on boyfriend shift with his friends and waited until the new year. After the holiday rush was over, to start cleaning house. Government sided with boyfriend during the unemployment claim and boyfriend started receiving benefits. He decided to focus on finishing school instead of looking for more work. This is where the cracks started. He was supposed to graduate that May, but he failed a class and couldn't. So he had to go to school in the summer. In June, his savings ran out and he could either afford his car payment and insurance or rent. His lease was up at the end of July, so I agreed to pay his rent and he could move in with me in July and finish school. He found out weeks before he was supposed to graduate that he needed one particular elective to get out. He had to go to school that fall too. I demanded he get a job to help with expenses, as I wasn't planning on having to support him for so long. A month or two, fine. Six months, no. He got a job as an insurance agent for an extremely reputable company at the end of July. Turns out this job is commission-based. In the optimist he is, the manager's talk of being able to make unlimited amounts of money drew him in. I paid for him to take the certification tests he needed to work and he started trying to build a client base selling structured financial products. He made and makes nothing. I'll have a $700 payday for a small close, then nothing for months. He's out there busting his ass every day, but building a financial client base from scratch without any family privilege or existing networks is ridiculously hard. In September 2015, we downsized from my fancy downtown apartment to a piece of shit house on the edge of the ghetto. I paid the security deposit and double rent at both places for a month, and that's how the lease overlaps worked out, totaling about $3,500. By November, my savings was almost gone, and I had to liquidate my shares in my family trust, on which I took a penalty, as my grandfather did not want us to access it before age 25, to get us by. By December, I had $300 in savings and nothing left in my family trust. I'd spent about 17k since July supporting us. His job, he 
He needed money to take clients out for lunch and coffee, his dog and my dog. Since September, we've been having reoccurring fights about money and chores. I expected him to pick up 90% of the housework as his way of paying me back. He never shaped up on either front. He just kept repeating to me the same things that his manager said to him to draw him in. Did it get better? Everyone struggles at first. If you hang on, you'll make it. Once I make it, we'll be rolling in it. Every time we had a fight. Every time. Two weeks before Christmas, we had this fight again. And I demanded he do something other than feed me bullshit inspirational quotes. I left the house in a rage and drove to buy cigarettes. I was thinking of who I should text and ask to crash for the night when I got angry. Fuck no, I'm not crashing on someone's couch while he lives on the house I pay for, sleeps in the bed I pay for, and eats the food I pay for. I returned home and gave him 10 days to pack his shit and get out. He moved into his dad's house and I spent Christmas morning chilling with my dog and returning his presents online. We started hanging out again in January of this year. The thing seems to be going well for his business, enough for him to consider getting an apartment. I told him he could move back in and if we couldn't split expenses evenly at first, he had to get serious about doing chores and sticking to my budget. It was fine at first, but by April, he wasn't doing chores and I was back to paying 100% of his and his dog's living expenses. He was also about to not meet quota for that quarter and asked me to sign up for a policy and then reverse it after quarter end so I'd be reimbursed. I lost my shit on him. I work in capital markets. I can't afford to commit financial fraud for him. I told him I've sacrificed enough for him. He can't come for my integrity too. Bonus, the friend who he did rope into doing the reverse policy still hasn't been reimbursed five months later. We had another blowout fight and he majorly stepped up on the chores front, which he has sustained to this day. Money was still touch and go. When he didn't get paid, his fancy car ate it up every month. He landed a big case in May and paid his half rent June for the first time and offered to pay all of July, which he did. By the second week of July, he was completely broke again and told me last minute he couldn't pay August rent. I had to scramble to get the cash needed in one account to send the check. He couldn't afford to pay for his half of groceries like he promised either, so that was a scramble too. I'm so sick of this. I work an incredible job for my age, paid off all my college debt eight months after graduation and own my car, yet I'm living paycheck to paycheck supporting him. There's always something, even if it's a legitimate something, that keeps him from paying his half. It's been a fucking year and there hasn't even been a marginal improvement. His job is meant for filthy rich trust fund kids who can't afford to be this broke while they build their client base. I admire his optimism, but he's not suffering for listening to it. I am. I have enabled him for far too long and after the most recent fight about money, I realized he is too immature to be trying his hand at this job. He complains when he meets with clients that spend money on cars and trips and toys instead of buying a policy from him. When he blew his money on a car and a gaming PC when he had a steady paying job. Has no problem having regular circular fights with me yet won't ask his parents for help because that would be awkward and I don't want to lose his father's respect. He's hurt that I don't trust his promises when he barely kept any of them. From his graduation date to his bills to chores, he's too immature to see the larger picture. And because I've been enabling him to a fault, he's never needed to because the consequences don't fall on him. They fall on me. Last night, I told him I'm not renewing the lease and I'm moving out by myself. He followed me around the house, pleading with me and asking questions. How do you feel about me? What about us? Where will I go? What will it take for you to let me come with you? 
Questions I have answered every single fight. Questions he needs to answer because it's his fucking life. I refused to answer them again and went to bed. He stood in the doorway and said that stupid Marilyn Monroe quote about not deserving people at their best if you can't handle them at your worst. I said he was totally allowed to feel that way and walk. He shut himself in the computer room and slept on the couch that night. I can't believe he feels like I'm abandoning him after all I've done. He doesn't understand how hurtful it is when he tries to pay his half of the rent and bills by spouting off platitudes about struggle and success. It makes me feel so fucking disrespected. I've told him this every fight. And despite having this fight regularly, it's like he's not even listening to me. Why would he? I haven't made myself worthy of respect by being his financial doormat and not sticking to my boundaries. At this point, I feel he is using me as a safety net. He knows I won't let him or his dog starve, so he doesn't make himself care about coming up with the money for food. He's deluded by his optimism so much that he breaks every optimistic promise he makes to me. He talks about how he thinks a client will buy an expensive plan, but then he gets a cheap one and now he can't pay rent. He talks about how he met loads of people on a networking event, but only three call him back and he needs money to take them out. He says he's set to get 40% enrollment on a corporate contract, but only gets 11%, so he can't pay for groceries this week. I used to think he was lying to me, but now I see he's lying to himself. He hasn't matured at all and grounded his expectations in reality because I've been standing in the way of it. Because of this, I don't trust him to give me a realistic end date to supporting him because he'll probably be wrong about that too. And now that I'm done being his atlas and holding his world together, he's starting to panic. It bothers me so fucking much that he didn't take me seriously until I let the hammer drop on him, as it should have in the beginning. The irony is not lost on me that he's a broke financial advisor. I missed the first six months of this relationship when he had a job that paid well enough to cover his financial immaturity. I could have taught him a few things that might have stuck instead of picking up all the slack and mummying the ever-living fuck out of him. I miss going to sit-down dinners and football games and movies with him. I miss the feeling I had a month after I met him, where I knew I would marry him. Now I'm not sure at all. I'm sad I love him. It's a burdensome tether instead of the inner flame that it used to be. And maybe this is my own fatal optimism speaking. But that guy is still there, buried underneath all this bullshit. He just has to grow the fuck out of it and take his own risk to learn his own lessons. I can't even explain how badly I want the guy I met back. I'm tearing up writing this. I agreed to him moving back in this year because, according to him, he only needed a few more months to make it and be stable. And I wanted that for him so badly so we could go back to enjoying life together. My hope is hamstringing me, just like it's doing to him. Can our relationship survive now that I'm seriously taking steps to ensure it doesn't bankrupt me? Or am I being stupid in thinking anything will change? Will he move in with his dad and just get him to be the new enabler? What am I doing wrong that's preventing him from understanding how I feel? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a sad situation, but... I can't see much but resentment building in this relationship that's currently going on. A lot of it jumped out to me, don't get me wrong, but when he said about, you know, he doesn't want to lose the respect of his father, but it doesn't seem to care that he's losing your respect at all. And you need to take those steps to ensure that it doesn't bankrupt you. And personally, from just what I've read there, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. You ask about will he move in with his dad to get him to be the new enabler and sad as it sounds that's not your issue and you're doing nothing wrong that's preventing him from understanding how you feel he's just refusing to accept it and i feel will continue to do so as well ed lv says in quotes is there a future for us at all and says i don't think so he funded his pipe dreams for over a year and that was pretty much a preview of what your life would look like if you stayed with him in the long run Sunk cost is not the reason to stay in a relationship and you just need to move on and find someone on the same page as you. MM172 says and quotes, I could have taught him a few things that might have stuck and then says, no, you couldn't have. People have to want to learn for lessons to stick. I understand why you're having trouble walking away because his strengths and weaknesses are so closely tied, but you'd be making the exact same mistake he is by staying, doubling down on a bad decision because you are convinced you can turn it around with just a little more time and investment. He can't, and you can't either. Stop feeding into the sunk cost fallacy and go. Opie says and quotes a section of it and says this is so true. I'm a realist from an abusive home, so he was such a bright light of positivity when I met him. Now it's burning me. You're so right about making the same mistake. I know what I have to do. It's going to suck doing it, but I'm worth it, to myself at least. Legal Beagle says in quotes, he has no problem having regular circular fights with me yet won't ask his parents for help because that would be awkward and I don't want to lose father's respect. And says, this is the most disgusting part of all, OP. He has the option to get help from his parents but won't do it because he is too prideful. Instead, he'll use you and ignore your concerns because you are easy to manipulate. There's no coming back from this. Another user says, while he's certainly to blame for being irresponsible, I think you also share the blame for spending over $17,000 on someone you've been dating for less than two years at that point, and taking him in again and putting yourself in the same situation. You ask if your relationship is repairable, but this isn't just about what he can do to shape up. What are you going to do to avoid making a series of very stupid choices again in the future when he messes up again? You can't control the choices he makes, but you can control the choices you make you've made very poor ones. Personally, I would never want to put myself in a relationship with someone who can't support himself and I'd suck my bank account dry like that. I'd feel like his mother, not his partner, and that's supremely unattractive. You're better off cutting your losses and learning from this. OP says, totally agree with all this. I can't even explain how disappointed I am for doing this to myself, in quotes. I feel like his mother, not his partner, and that's supremely unattractive. And then says, this is what started a big fight about chores. He complained about a lack of sex and I blew my fucking lid. I pay for all his shit, cook and clean, grocery shop, run errands, do things for the dogs and he wants more. 
Why would I want to fuck my child was my response. One more comment from Lady Lux who says, Seems like you're dating an idealist when you're a realist. Honestly, this won't change. A person will only change when they want to. No amount of kicking him out or ultimatums will change where he is mentally. You sound extremely intelligent and you are wasting your time. Time is a commodity, so do yourself a favor and break it off for good. I already know that you allowed him back and every time you do this, your words cheapened. Made reference to it and how he doesn't respect you, which is correct. The more you allow this type of behavior, the more he knows you will take him back. A person will treat you the way you allow them to. So, the answer to your question, is there a future for us at all? No. Unless he makes an incredible change and that will take time. Time that you already wasted. I understand your plight, I really do, but you're hanging on to the rope that he will change or it will go back to the way it was. It's extremely unfair to yourself. Let him go and let him suffer on his own. Sometimes it takes hard times for people to wake up. However, as a girlfriend, that's not your job to hold his hand through it. I suggest finding someone else that is on your level mentally financially, and emotionally. Opie replies one more time and says, thanks for your reply. This advice is fantastic. I couldn't agree more about the realist and idealistic dynamic and the truth of teaching people how to treat you. I've been a complete doormat. That was my contribution to this whole thing imploding. Man, I can't express how profoundly disappointed I am, both in myself and him. This really sucks. Then OP comes in with the update and he says, well, a lot has happened since I made my first post. I guess I'll address it sequentially, since that's how I'm operating right now, moment to moment. After I made the post, I decided to truly cut him off. I changed the Wi-Fi password, froze the credit card I gave him, applied to close our joint accounts, and threw out any gifts I ever gave him. We were planning on attending a Dork convention over Labor Day in Atlanta for those familiar with the con scene. But I had budgeted paying for both of us over a year ago. I told him he couldn't go unless he paid for his half of the hotel and tickets, $600. Not sure why I did this instead of shooting straight and admitting he was out of his gourd if he thought he could go. Shouldn't have played any games, but I'm kind of glad I did because he told me he'd have $1,000 to me by the end of August, over text two in writing. I was floored. Suddenly, he can come up with money for a weekend of partying and a chance to reel me back in. I said I would apply that to August bills then he could start paying down the rest of the 25k he owed me for supporting him the past year before he could spend his money on luxuries like out-of-state vacations. This was over text and he never responded and slept on the couch again that night. That was a Friday. Saturday morning, he left the house around 9am with his dog, leaving all of his crap in my house. I piled all of his and his dog stuff under the desk and got rid of any pictures of him around the house. I blocked him everywhere but Facebook and text. I went to two rental house showings, loved one of them and the landlord, put a deposit down that day, went on multiple walks with my dog, as well as a long trip to the dog park, and celebrated, vented, drank wine through Twizzlers with my next door neighbor and her boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend never returned that night. Sunday, I spent the day working on cosplays and outfits for the convention, as well as goofing off with my neighbor and dog. It was lovely. I kept waiting for this wave of sadness and regret to hit me, but it never did. He had been out 24 hours and his name wasn't on the lease. I texted him that his claim to residency was gone and he needed to come get his things with 24 hours notice. He said he was coming that night. I said 24 hours notice. He agreed to Monday evening. Monday, he picks up his stuff in his father's truck and gives me back the key. Hours after he left, he added a song to our shared YouTube playlist, Say Something by A Great Big World. I added Gravity by Sarah Bareilles and Too Good by Drake then removed his access to the playlist the next morning. 
yay, middle school communication methods. Wednesday, his best friend texts me like nothing is wrong. Thursday, I text my ex about when I can expect this check in the mail. He doesn't respond. Friday morning, I email him. At this point, as far as I can tell, he's got no contact with me. I send him one last email a day later, basically stating that, and he asked me to coffee Sunday night. We met up for coffee. He never mentions repayment at all, but in the discussion about our feelings, we both felt the same way about this. Betrayed, abandoned, hurt, and distrustful of the other person. He felt I had lied, but I said I was fine supporting him and basically insinuated that I wouldn't want to be repaid if I believed in us because otherwise I was actually loaning him money under the guise of love and setting him up to fail. When I realized he felt just as used as me because I cut him off from my money, I knew I was done. My stomach sank like a weight. I let him finish talking, then we parted ways. He asked if he could contact me. I said I needed a break. The next day, I emailed him about the $1,000 he promised me and reminded him he never discussed repayment at our meeting. He didn't respond for days. Then the day I was set to leave town for the convention, he replied saying the money was on the way. Cool. I can sit in my mailbox for five days while I'm out of state. Also, during this time, he was telling mutual friends we were going through a rough patch. Yet my friends were finding him on Tinder and OKC. Well, that one is... I parted my tail off for the entire convention and when I came back, the check was in an unpostmarked envelope in my mailbox. I cashed it and sent him an email telling him such and that he used snail mail for future repayments instead of trespassing on my property when he knows I won't be home. I seriously wonder if he was looking for a spare key I left with a dog sitter. So creepy. He replied to that email with some mushy I love you and I know I fucked up things claiming he is too nice and he can't say no and his urge to help others makes him neglect himself and he needs to work on that. It was the most laughable apology on earth. I was so nice and helpful that I couldn't stop myself from draining you of all your money and energy. My bad. I replied, you broke my heart and my bank account. It will be a long time before they are both fixed and by then I hope I won't be stupid enough to trust you with them a third time. I will be responding to emails about repayment, otherwise good luck with everything. He replied, if I could take everything back that I did, I would. I love you with all my heart. I could have prevented it all. I could have taken action, but I let you slip away. And that'd be one of the biggest mistakes of my life. I'm truly, truly sorry for hurting you. I just want you to be happy. That's all I've ever wanted. I moved out of the house we lived in to a similar one a few streets away. Moving helped me keep busy enough to not think about this. I threw out all our mementos and pictures and shit in the process, so Everything in the new place is all me. Just me. Now I'm settled in and it feels like it hasn't hit me that it's over. I thought I would be crushed and there would be some lonely moments at the convention that caught me up enough to need a cigarette. But I just feel humiliated. I don't even have the urge to check his Instagram. Every time I see a picture of him, it just reminds me of how stupid and naive I am for thinking he was my one. I'm also super distrustful of my feelings now because of that. It wasn't a question in my mind. When I met him, that would be together forever. I knew I wanted to spend my life with him, like my name, like a fact. I see cute people out or have great conversations, but I have no desire for anything more because I feel like my feelings aren't trustworthy enough to merit acting on them. They led me so far astray last time. So that's it, I guess. It's over and life is going on. And there was a lot of congratulations down in the comments below to OP for moving on and, you know, leaving him in the end. A lot of people to also talking about the eviction and 24 hours notice is not on and taking back the gifts, etc. But what are your thoughts on this 
situation. What do you make of it? What would you have done in that situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below as always. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully, we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 